You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Just when you think to yourself, well, look, this is rock bottom, right? I mean, it can't possibly get any worse than this. It gets worse. It's almost inconceivable that it could get worse, but it gets worse. Every Sunday, every time they play, it's like getting kicked in the groin. You just got to breathe your way through it. You got to breathe through it. I mean, unbelievable. Off and running on this Monday, September, what is it, 28th? How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? Good weekend? You enjoyed that? Yeah, I hear you, man. Jeez Louise. Oh, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York, of course. Way too much to do. I mean, there's there's too little time to get into everything. I'm just going to lay that out for you right now. The amount of awfulness to recap from the weekend. I don't – look, they do. They they are the uh, choice of New York sports. I don't even think the K-Show can get through all of it in four hours. I only have one. I'll do my best. But we look, we got all week, right? Well, at least till Thursday till the Jets play again. Oh, my God, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, daily poll question. I was thinking about today going with uh, the poll question, why does God hate us? Uh, I did not go there. I went with another one, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I mean, look, at, at some point, you run out of words. I'm not sure I have the vocabulary necessary to properly describe what... A steaming pile of poo New York football is. It's almost like you watch, and this week they were not at the same time. But you watch the Giants at one, and you think to yourself, Jesus, that was terrible. And then here come the Jets. The Giants, the Jets, the Jets, the Giants. Who's worse? Who cares? It's almost inconceivable that each and every week, They get worse. The NFL, the unofficial motto of the NFL is any given Sunday, right? You've heard that. Any given Sunday, which means on any given Sunday, a bad team can beat a good team. A bad team can surprise a good team. Any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. With the Jets and Giants, instead of any given Sunday, it's every damn Sunday. Every damn Sunday, they suck worse than the week before. They find some way to be worse, some way to be more embarrassing, some way to be more of a punchline. New York football is so bad right now, it almost makes apple picking with your spouse sound appealing. I mean, that's how bad it is, and nobody wants to do that. The two teams yesterday combined to lose 72 to 16. And I got to be honest, it didn't even feel that close. I actually had to check my math. Can the Jets and Giants share Trevor Lawrence? I mean, boy, oh boy. Well, you know what? Let's lead off with the Giants. I mean, we'll get to the Jets, who it's almost like they're building the foundation of just being the biggest joke in the history of sport. I mean, talk about a punchline. Think of the funniest joke you've ever heard. One where, you know, we probably can't say it on the radio, but one where the te- the, the, the tears are just streaming down your face. At this point, the Jets are even bigger than that. 
even more established than that. But they are more established. And, you know, we've kind of been kicking them for the last couple of weeks because we're looking for some signs of life, right? I mean, there's just a, a body on the ground, and it's the Jets, and we're just kicking them to see, hey, you, you guys ever going to move? You ever going to flinch? But because of that, you know, the Giants have kind of, uh, I guess, flown under the radar, mainly because the Jets are crashing into the ground. And the one benefit that the Giants have had is, what have we said week after week? What have I said week after week? Hey, at least they're not the Jets. Well, no, sorry, not after yesterday. Not after what we watched yesterday. The first two weeks, they were competitive. The games came down to the wire. Now, they lost because that's what they do. But you got to see that yesterday, those first two games, uh, yeah, those were a mirage. You ever play, you know, you ever have that game where there's a picture and it starts out really, really blurry and you kind of have to figure out who or what it is as it comes into focus and how quickly you can figure it out. Well, the first two weeks, the, the Giants were kind of like that, right? It was kind of hazy, tough to know. You know, there were some positives. There were some negatives. What are you really dealing with? Yesterday, it started to come into focus. And uh, the folk, it, it's not any different. It's a picture of a flaming hot poo. That's what it was. The Giants lost to the Niners yesterday. And it wasn't even the Niners, right? You have uh, the, the Washington football team. Yesterday, the Giants played the San Francisco football team. It's not fair to call that the 49ers. Not when you play without your quarterback, you play without your two top running backs, without your all-pro tight end. I think they also played without a backup tight end. They played without a couple of cornerbacks, three or four defensive linemen, a couple of wide receivers, and they never punted. <laughs> They never punted in the game. But the Giants lost to whatever you want to call that football. I'll call them the San Francisco football team. 36-9. to They thrashed you. And I got to be honest, at some point, who could watch that? If you sat through that entire Giant game yesterday, if you watched that, the whole game, you either deserve a medal or to have your head examined. I needed a palate cleanser because I knew, you know, who's coming next. Here come the Jets. People complain about the Jets and Giants being shown at 1 o'clock at the same... They should absolutely be shown at the same time. That time is Wednesday at 3 a.m. on the Neptune. I mean, oh my God, what a disaster that was yesterday. And it, it should not come as a surprise, right? We now know... The Giants still have the worst record over the last three years of any team in the NFL. If you don't win any games, that's just going <laughs> to, that stat will remain intact. And yet, somehow, in a league designed to have parity, right? Like one year a team's bad, but they, you know, over a couple of years, hey, they have a surprising year. The Giants are a constant. Maybe even more so than the Chiefs and Ravens are a constant on the good side, the Giants are a constant on the bad side. And look, they changed the head coach, and nothing has changed on the field. Now, I'm not going to hammer Joe Judge. He just, he just got here. The dysfunction lasts a lot more than him. Uh, but it's not like he's doing anything right now that would distinguish his time as the Giants head coach any different than the, than the previous guys. But, you know, I'm not going to hammer him uh, too badly, mainly because there are others to hammer. Let's start with the quarterback. Because this is year two, which looks the most positive thing you can say 
is that year two looks like year one. I would say it looks worse than year one, at least so far. But the reason I had some optimism for Daniel Jones coming into this year and that hoping he could take this big step forward was because his biggest flaw was easily identifiable, right? And if it's easy to identify, you would figure you'd have a good shot at fixing it. And what is that biggest flaw? Protecting the football. Don't fumble the ball. Don't throw interceptions. Stop forcing the ball into spots. Protect the football. Right? If you're a bad team and you want to have a surprising year, one of the biggest things you can do, it's it's hard to predict, I get it, is win the turnover battle. Turnovers are so key. That can help a bad team look good. And uh, there's no other way to put it. That has not happened. Through three games, Daniel Jones, again, the best thing you could say is it's just a continuation of last year, if not a regression. Yesterday, without Saquon and Sterling Shepard, you wanted to see how he would step up, and I, I don't really think it's debatable. He had his worst game as a pro. More turnovers, no touchdown passes. The Giants, I believe, did not run a single play in the red zone. That is a major step back. A major step back for the quarterback, a major step back for the offense, which has been terrible. Coming into the year, one of the reasons why I had some optimism for the Giants was, I thought, you know what, they could be exciting. They should have a pretty good offense. And while they might not be a good team, you know, you score some points, it's fun. And God knows, after the last three years watching the Giants regularly, we could use a little fun. They're no fun. That's the the, the no-fun league, the Giants are the champion. Because that was just an abomination yesterday, watching that. If you watched it from start to finish. At some point, I had to take a break. I needed something. I watched the Red Zone channel. No fear of the Giants showing up on that. And, you know, you can hammer the quarterback. And he deserves to get hammered. You know, think of all the time we spend on this station, this show, other shows, talking about Sam Darnold and how he has not taken a step forward. He is still as much an enigma now, maybe more so now than when he got here. And the Jet fan who is part of the Sam Darnold cult will give him every excuse known to man. Giant fans shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that with Daniel Jones. So, and I don't think anybody is. Nobody watched Daniel Jones yesterday, even those in the Giant fan base, and thought that that was acceptable or that you could excuse it away. There are no excuses. That was a horrible performance. And now, even though it's only three games, and even though it's only his 16th game yesterday, so really just his first full year, there are major, major concerns about whether or not Daniel Jones will ever protect the football as needed. But you know what? Even more, even as bad as Daniel Jones was yesterday, even as bad as the offense was yesterday, even as bad as the Giants were yesterday, there is a culprit which is clear as the nose on your face that is the biggest culprit as to why year in and year out the Giants are a disaster. I mean, the, the, the significant portion of the Giants' season Last is even shorter than the least for your local spirit Halloween. You ever see those stores? They kind of pop up in late like September, and then the day after Halloween, they're all closed up. 
That's the Giants. The Giants' significant portion of the season is even shorter than that. Because clearly the biggest culprit when it comes to the state of the New York football Giants. <laughs> the New York baseball, the, the former New York baseball Giants want you to be clear that you point out the New York football Giants. Even though the New York the baseball Giants haven't existed in, in 50 freaking years. Dave Gettleman came here. And I remember the day he had his press conference. There was a lot of big talk about the hog mollies, about the fixing the offensive line. We're going to do things this way. We're going to do things that way. And this is now year three. And this is his third full you know, offseason to change the direction of the team. Drafting in the top five every year. And somehow, even coming here after a year in which the Giants won three games, I think you'd have to say, if you're being fair, the team is worse after having Dave Gettleman run it for three years. If nothing else, you've wasted three years. As Jordan Renan pointed out in a tweet he sent out yesterday, the Giants have used their top pick four straight years on offensive players, with three of the four being top six. They are averaging 12 points per game. This doesn't reflect well on Jason Garrett, Daniel Jones, or GM Dave Gettleman. No, I think that's pretty clear it does not. And and he is a person who we have focused on since he got here. The Giants have two passing touchdowns this season. Russell Wilson threw five by himself yesterday. I think he threw five a week ago. The Giants have three touchdowns on the year. It's week three, but it's also year three. And the Giants clearly had a chance last offseason to conduct a house cleaning and did not do it. And at this point, it's a sunk cost. The season is over. The season is over before it began once again. Yesterday was your chance against a banged-up Niner team that was playing with – it's not even the Niners. And you were not even competitive. You were not even in the game. And now the season spirals out of control like it did last year, like it did the year before, and like it did the year before that. So already the Giants' season's over, and unfortunately we got to watch 13 more of that. I'm sure at some point they might get a win, but at this point the season is over for the Giants. And it will be another offseason where they'll have another high draft pick. Who knows? Maybe Trevor Lawrence is in their, in their future. But what a disaster. In a year where all the Giants had to do was not be the Jets, show some, some form of improvement, and they couldn't even handle that. Wow. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So yeah, uh, Friday, right, it was uh, the uh, Jets' turn in the poll question. So today, I at least I got a do-over, and we'll focus on the Giants. This is year three of Dave Gettleman's tenure running Big Blue. If you had to select a movie title that best describes his time running the show, it would be four options. Coming up, I'll explain them to you. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's squeeze in one call here. One. Let's just get a little taste because I feel like we should take a lot of calls today. It, it, I don't know if it's anger or if it's apathy at this point, but we'll find out over the course of the hour. Let's go out to uh, Gio is in Jersey City. Gio, what's going on, my man? 
So what's up, baby man? Thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, what's up? Um, I mean, listen, man, you hit everything on. You you hit the nail on the head with everything you just said. But <laughs> I hate being optimistic, man. The Giants are still one game out of first place, and we suck, man. That's how bad the NFC East is. However, I want to get to my point. Um, yeah, but you'd have to win a game to be able to make up that game, right? <laughs> like, at some point, you would have to win a game. I know, man, and, and it sucks, dude. But um, to get to my point quickly, um, draft picks, and you hit on them. I mean, we botched all of them, even the Saquon pick, because – when you look back at Saquon's history with the Giants, he was only effective when Odell Beckham was in that lineup, giving him room to run with a poor offensive line, right? We should have gotten Quentin Nelson. I think we could have stretched Eli maybe till this year or, and, and take a quarterback sometime next year maybe. I don't know. But um, Evan Ingram was a botched draft pick because Evan Ingram is just either on the sideline watching football or watching football from the field. He's got the ultimate fan experience, if you ask me. Uh, Sterling Shepard – quote-unquote, they're saying he's the Giants' best receiver. I don't think he is. I think it's Slayton. I think he should be targeted way, way, way more if we could protect Jones. But if we go 0-16, God forbid, because that's what it looks like, us and the Jets will have to play rock, paper, scissors for the uh, first-round pick or o- overall pick. Do we take Trevor Lawrence or do we just sell out for capital and build around Daniel Jones? Because I'm losing hope in this guy. Well, Gio, look, uh, thanks for the call. I'll say this about the Giants, much like I've said it about the Jets. If if you end up with the first pick this year, it's kind of hard to envision a scenario where you could end up with the first pick and your quarterback played well. So if that's the case, then I would say, yeah, if you have the first pick, you go out and you get Trevor Lawrence. But more important than Trevor Lawrence, before you do that, you replace the GM. That's the first thing you do. And that really probably should happen today. Right, like at this point, like I know you can't fire coaches uh, three weeks into the season or four weeks into the season for the Jets, but for the GM, yeah, you could do that. And uh, I think that at least that would give the Giant fan base some hope, some hope of of something uh, turning around sometime soon. Because the way things are going right now, it's clearly already a mistake that you didn't make the switch last year in the off season, and you you allowed Dave Gettleman to. Stay there, make another draft pick, pick another head coach, and uh, it just keeps going on and on. In a, ye- in a league where parity is king, somehow the Giants are the constant, and they are constantly bad. When do the Giants and Jets suck? Right now! Yeah, a little Van Halen, yeah. Uh, hey, well, uh, by the way, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is out right now. Brawl without limits. On Sundays, it's like you're sitting there watching someone hit you over the head with a chair. This, you can actually probably do it. Take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged, in-your-face pandemonium. Pull off over-the-top moves and use your special abilities to crush your opponents in your favorite match types with unique twists like Royal Rumble, Steel Cage, and more. To enter for your chance to win a copy of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, text WWE to 44202 right now. Again, text WWE to 44202. WWE 2K Battlegrounds from 2K. Get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Stream, and Stadia rated T14. All right, so that's the story there. The poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Is, uh, this is year three of Dave Gettleman's tenure running the Giants. If you had to select a movie title, right? We did this Friday for the Jets, and it just feels fair that we do it for the Giants, right? Giants are in the, the Giants are no one to turn up their nose at anyone these days. They are as bad as anyone. 
And in fact, worse than just about everyone. Like I was going through all the different ways the Giants are like the worst. They're 31st in yards. They're 31st in yards per game. 31st in uh, points, I think it is. And they're only one point better in points than you know who. And that would be the Jets. We'll get to them in a second. But this is year three. If you had to select a movie title that best describes his time running the Giants, what would you describe Dave Gettleman's tenure as being? A, super bad. The one that I really missed on Friday. So he used super bad. Number two is misery, right? I mean, it's, there, there's not been any highlights, right? What, what, what has been the highlight of Dave Gettleman's tenure? What, what could it possibly be? I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Three would be Scream, and four would be Clueless. And the nice thing about today's poll question, and I don't know who's going to win. I, I guess if I had to pick one, I, I'd probably pick Superbad. Although, here's the thing. There's no wrong answer. Any answer that you come up with for this poll question today is correct. It has been m- misery. It has been super bad. You do want to scream. And he has been absolutely clueless. So you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Dammer. So we've touched on the Giants. We'll take your phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN. But let's focus on the Jets, right? Why Do we have to? Yes, yes, Gordon, we do have to. And we hit, look, we've spoken a lot about, you can't look, it's the radio. Stop saying look. Look, you have spo- we've spoken a lot about just how bad the Jets have been, right? Week one against the Bills, where the Bills did more to keep the Jets in the game than the Jets kept the Jets in the game. Week two against the Niners, when, I mean, it was just, you, you were just decimated and, and one play after another play, just one embarrassment after another embarrassment. But then yesterday, you go into a game against the Colts, no team had looked worse through two games than the Jets, and no team was a bigger underdog in week three than the Jets. And the one thing that you had going for you, the one thing you could count on was at least you couldn't possibly get off to a worse start than a week ago. Jet 36, out of the shotgun, drops the throw, looks left, throws left, and it's intercepted. Picked off down the sideline, and it looks like the Colts might score. Xavier Rhodes takes it to the house, pick six, just like that, the Colts have the lead. Just like that, just like that. A week ago, it was an 80-yard touchdown. Yesterday, a pick six. And last week, you know, I did not really focus much on the quarterback after the game against the Niners. Because while he wasn't good, I didn't think he was the biggest issue surrounding the game. But yesterday, even the people in the cult, the Sam Darnold cult, if, you, if that's not your moment of clarity to realize you're part of the cult, that you're in a cult, well then, I don't know what to tell you. The first play of the game was a pick six. Later on, it was pick 12, right? I mean, he threw another pick six, threw another interception. At some point, you can't excuse. And it was funny. Throws the pick six on the first play of the game. Then has a very uh, athletic touchdown pass that he throws to get the Jets you know, back in the game for a short period of time. And, and, you know, I'm watching the game, but I can't just watch the Jets. I have to have something there. I mean, I'm not a sadist, so I have Twitter open, right? So I can tweet away and read people's tweets and, 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 and see what other people are saying. And you see things from people. 
I think they might be running the Sam Darnold cult, saying, ha ha, see? You don't need Trevor Lawrence. Look what I quarterback. It happened in the same game. He already threw a pick six. Like, it's all part of the equation. It's No one's saying that Sam Darnold is a bust and never does anything good. Very rarely are there quarterbacks who never do anything good. The worst thing you can have is a constant tease. And that's what Darnold has been, although the teasing hasn't been all that much teasing, let's be honest. Not, not this year. And at some point, you run out of words. Some point, you run out of words. I mean, I have seen more competitive games involving the Harlem Globetrotters. I was waiting for the Colts to, to break out the bucket of confetti routine, that old gag. So then you see the tweet, maybe you didn't, Chris Mortensen. Jets coach Adam Gase is under more intense scrutiny this week, and it's not just the external noise from the media or fans. Yes, because the fans, they're just, you know, they're barking up the wrong tree. He's been doing so well, the fans, you know, it's not listening to the fans. League sources say even with injuries, Jets brass monitoring this week closely, today versus the Colts, but perhaps more telling Thursday night versus the Broncos. Interesting watch. Well, I'll say this. That's the only time Jets and interesting watch appeared in the same sentence anytime lately. Monitoring closely. You don't need to monitor too close. I could recall a random person in Scandinavia, and they would know that the Jets are an absolute embarrassment. And Adam Gase can't talk his way. I don't care how clueless Christopher Johnson is. Gaze can, can go out wherever he wants and talk about the execution, the execution. It's like the old John McKay line. How is your team's execution? I, I'm all for it. Adam Gase is obviously part of the problem. And he should, I mean, talk about getting fired. That should happen, to use his words, in hyperdrive. I, I mean, I don't know what, uh, I can't go through individual plays in the game. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse till it's like powder. I mean, these three games, could you be any less competitive? The games are over essentially at the, 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 the coin toss. There's nothing, there's not one single thing where you're like, all right, that's good. It's, I, I, you think about that the Jets are having games where it's further establishing them as a punchline, as if the last 50 years was not enough. Oh, my God. I don't know how you do it. Again, much like the Giants game, if you're a Jet fan and you watched that entire game yesterday, after week two and after week one, you deserve either A, a medal, or B, your head examined. Or both. Because there's no other way to describe how bad they've been. There's no other way. And the quarterback looks shell-shocked. And the team looks completely out of it. And there you have the coach standing on the sidelines, drawing on a piece of paper, never talking to anybody, never never putting his arm around anybody. I don't know. You have to do something different, don't you? But again, in a league where parity is king, the Jets, much like the Giants, are constant. They constantly suck. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some calls in because, uh, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't have the vocabulary. I mean, what else can you say? It's all talked out. I honestly think, I don't know how many, how many 0-2 teams are left now. 
there's still some of them, right? The Vikings are one of them. Um, who else? There's a bunch still left. It's not 0-2, 0-3s now. Uh, the Texans are one. The Well, the Eagles don't have a win. The Bengals don't have a win, but they're 0-2-1. No matter how many 0-3 teams there are now, it's clear that the Giants and Jets are the two worst teams in football. I mean, is there really any debate about that? I mean, at least the Giants, the first two weeks, they kind of gave you something of an effort. They were at least competitive. But they don't have a column for that in the newspaper. The competitive losses. Moral victories. What was the line about um, uh, Brody Van Wagenen when he's talking about, I don't lose, I win, or I learn? Jesus. The, the Giants and Jets, they're like the gurus on top of the mountain they learn so much. All right, let's get some calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. Is it anger or apathy? I don't know what it is. I think it has to be apathy at this point. We got three more We got three more months of this garbage after years and years of it. Let's go out to Matt in Queens. Matt, what's going on, man? Matt, are you there? Do we have Matt? Yes, Matt in Queens. There we go, Matt. How are you, my man? Hey, good morning. How are you? You know, I was watching a couple other games because I got an app. I don't know if I should mention that. But anyway, you know, all I kept hearing was, you know, this player is off the practice squad. This player is an undrafted free agent. This player was, was, was working at Dunkin' Donuts two weeks ago. And all these guys are playing good. The Jets can't find a player. They can't draft a player. They can't get a player off a of free agency. They can't find them off the practice squad. They can't bring in a good player. Can I say something about Keenan Williams, who was taken what, what? What was he taken? Third in the draft one year or whatever? This guy Quentin is Williams. In, yep. This guy is the most invisible draft pick that was ever made in the NFL. I never heard the guy's name mentioned in two, was he been on the two years, three years? Whatever. Oh no! I mean, the first two games he was uh, the first two games this year. He was, I mean, look, there's not many lists of positives with the Jets, but I mean, he was at least he was showing up. At, but I, I think at least part of that was based on the fact the first. Uh, two years he hadn't shown anything at all. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, I gotta say, I gotta say also, I'm very scared for you, Gordon. I mean, I, I think you do a really good job on the radio, but I'm scared for you, my friend, because if the Yankees happen to get blown out by Cleveland, yeah, what are you going to talk about? Oh, don't worry, Matt. Few months, Matt. Look, we, look. The one thing that I do, and thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, I I like to read the the scenarios. I like to look at, but I have a long term approach, my friend. Long-term approach. We have it all covered. Don't worry. Don't worry. We, we will have more than enough. We only have to fill an hour. That's the one big benefit that I have. And uh, I'm good at making jokes. And look, there's no, big, <laughs> there's no bigger punchlines right now than the, the Jets and the Giants. And look, the bigger thing is, how long until the Knicks season starts? Huh? How, when, when is that rolling around? Oh, my God. Gee. It's like, it's like getting kicked in the groin. You got to just breathe through it, man. Now, we have plenty of stuff planned. Uh, and I, I don't have a whole lot of high hopes for the Yankees' run this year. Let's, hope it, let's at least hope it's a walk before we can run. Uh, let's go to, is it Taven? Taven and Edison. What's going on, my man? Hey, good morning. How are oh, you? Oh, I'm horrible. <laughs> Uh, in the world yeah, no, of Stephen you, A. Smith, I am having a very bad day. Say, I mean, you can't explain it. For the Giants, they should have fired Gettleman been along with Shermer the day one after the last season. Season. That's number one. Number two, I don't know what's going to happen in the future for the Giants. I am so scared. I was having high hopes 
of the new trio with Jones, Barkley, and even Darius Slayton for the Giants. And after three weeks, weeks, I'm already still heartbroken about the Barkley ACL thing. But if this is the direct, if this direction for the Giants, who couldn't beat a 49ers practice squad team, team after yesterday, they go forward. And I'm saying for my life, it's that they'll be 0 and 16. Team. I, I, look, Taven, I, I don't think they're going to go 0-16, and thanks for the call. Your, your, your line is breaking up there a little bit. Um, I don't think they're going to go 0-16, but, I mean, can you rule it out? Can you rule it out? I mean, you, th- yesterday was the day. Yesterday was the time to show this year this is different, right? New coach this year, new, new coaching staff, new philosophies. Yes, the first two years were brutal. But things are on the upswing, and yesterday you got your chance, right? Let's not allow this season to spiral out of control like the last couple of seasons did. And you had that opportunity, and you got run over. Run over, again, I'm not going to call them the 49ers. I'm going to call them the San Francisco football team because that was not the 49ers. Imagine, it was the, imagine the 49ers showed up. What would you have lost, 70 to nothing? 100 to nothing? I mean... It's embarrassing. No, I mean, it's, it's one embarrassment after another. It's one embarrassment after another. Chris is in Manhattan. Chris. <clears throat> Good morning, Gordon. Well, I'm going to confess. I, uh, I, I mean, look, man, I'm, honestly, I'm exasperated. I'm going to confess that, uh, you know, due to work, I didn't get up until the middle of the third quarter. I think it was 31-6. Right. Well, um, the, the Jets I, didn't even wake up then. No, I, I, you know what? And it's like looking at some stuff on Twitter, you know, and I've, you know, listened to you. I'm going to ask you a question. You think Jesus Christ, I'm trying not to be blasphemous, would have a hard time playing quarterback on the Jets? Because I'm, you know, and I'm going to hear some talk about Trevor Lawrence, whatever. It's probably the same talk that I heard three years ago about Sam Darnold, who I, I mean, personally, the kid fell into our lap, and Gordon, I have faith in Joe Douglas. I don't know about the owner. Forget about the coach. But, uh, you know, a, a question would be, had, until now, have the Jets proven that they could build around a young quarterback? Um, and mind you, proven anything. You, yeah, but mind you, do you know what we've gone through to get to Sam Darnold? And then somebody's going to tell me about Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go down this list real quick. Fitzpatrick, you know about that, right, Gino? Right, no, I mean, we can, right, you, you can go down all the names, no, but I mean. No, but it, it gets even worse. Think about the dudes we passed on. Oh, we no. Passed on you passed on Patrick Mahomes. You passed on Deshaun Watson. You passed on. Now, those guys should so, be thanking their lucky stars every day that you did. I understand. I understand it, but in terms of the quarterback play and and wanting a franchise quarterback, and then one falls dead up into your lap, and for the last, it seems like two years, man, it's like just why you know what, just do everything to sabotage it. Well, look, Chris, you, thanks you, for the call, you, man. Look, we got to run because we're. we're um, I think is this the second segment, Brian? Yeah, we got a break. Uh, look, we'll get into the Jets a little bit more coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. We'll pick through the fuselage, as we uh, say every Monday, because it's the same fuselage as it was, the, and somehow worse, somehow worse. Yeah.
Gets it to Adebayo near the high post, double covered. Outside Robinson, catch and shoot three is good. Miami trying to put the finishing touches on Boston here in the fourth quarter. And with two minutes to go, they lead by 15. Look, I I didn't know what else to go with today. Uh, The moment of inspiration might have to be suspended until further notice. I mean, to tell you how bad things are, I went with a Miami Heat play. I've had to go with something from the Miami Heat. There's nothing in New York. The Yankees didn't give you anything. The last place New York Mets. I mean, boy, oh boy, did they float under the radar, huh? If they had simply won their games against the previous last place team, they would actually be in the playoffs today. But they didn't, they didn't come close to doing that. So, uh, look, the start times for the Yankees, and let's touch on them quickly here. Uh, start times for the Yankees, games 1 and 2, 7 o'clock against the Indians as they'll match up in that first round. Uh, the games will be here, right here on 98.7 FM. Uh, start times immediately following the K show at 7. The NBA Finals, which for some reason they're still going to play them, even though the Lakers are obviously going to win the title. The coverage for Wednesday night's Game 1 will be on 10.50. And then Thursday... What about Thursday, you're asking? Well, we got another Jets game. Yeah! So why the hell would you go anywhere else? Uh, so uh, in, just in terms of the Yankees and the Indians, a couple of things that I'm hearing. And Look, I don't have a, a real great hope that the Yankees are going to make a deep playoff run this year. I hope they prove me wrong. God knows we could use something to, to enjoy here. But I keep hearing from people, and they're generally not Yankee fans. They're actually Yankee haters, generally. But this, this idea, well, you know, the Yankees have no excuses. The Yankees have no excuses. There are no excuses for the Yankees. What, when do the Yankees ever have excuses? Like, when, when has been the time where the Yankee season ends, right? And it ends without a championship. And people are like, well, you got to give the Yankees a break here. Has there, <laughs> I mean, has there ever been a time for that? When does that ever happen? Secondly, not having the home field in this series, I think is a huge disadvantage. Even with the, you know, I ran down the numbers on Saturday. Even with no fans, it's a huge disadvantage. Yankee hitters, the home road splits are enormous. Judge, Voigt, Glaber, Clint, even the patron saint of base hits, DJ LeMahieu, who should be the AL MVP this year, uh, even he is prone to not as good numbers on the road as he is at home. So we'll talk more about the baseball tomorrow. But the fact that all the games are taking place at once, people, oh, isn't that great? No, that's not great. What other league has playoff games on top of each other so that fans can't watch one game at a time? And just a brief, like, looking at the draw, team that got the best draw in the American League anyways, the Astros. How, how good of a draw do they have? They face the Twins in the first round. It wouldn't be October without the, the Twins uh, falling on their face. And then they very well could get uh, the A's in the second round. The A's, when was the last time the A's had a deep playoff run? Doesn't happen very often. So that's the baseball story. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So we went very, very long in that last segment. I'll just, uh, again, mention the uh, poll question today. It's up on Twitter. Zach Gordon Dammer. And it's all about Dave Gettleman's tenure running the Giants. If you had to pick one movie title, we gave you the four. Super Bad, Misery, Scream, and Clueless. At least so far, Clueless is winning but in fairness, they're all winners, right? Like, there's not one of those that you would say, well, that's wrong. No, they're all, they have been super bad. It's been nothing but misery. You watch these games, and you do want to scream some things that you can't say on the radio. And I think the biggest one, yeah, I think he has been absolutely clueless. Picking in the, picking in the top of the draft every single year. And it, somehow taking over a team that won three games 
and somehow it feels like things have gotten worse. How's everybody feeling on this Monday? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Just trying to recap the, the wonderful weekend of NFL football that it was for the Jets, for the Giants. Uh, I did want to bring up one other point about, you know, the first two weeks it felt like the games were really enjoyable because the officials, I don't know if it was a conscious thing, if it was just coincidence, it felt like the officials were letting guys play. And yesterday, several games, it felt like the officials were like, well, everybody's enjoying this so much, now it's our time to screw this up. There was a call, there was a play at the end of the Bills-Rams game that helped decide the game. It was a fourth down. It was a play that they could have just let go, should have let go, and didn't let go, called pass interference in the end zone. And the Rams, who had this great comeback against the Bills, the officials helped decide that game. And it's just inexcusable. And it wasn't the, that, that wasn't the only uh, kind of play like that. But, wow, it really felt like yesterday the officials were like, well, everybody's enjoying this so much. Uh, now we have to make our presence felt. And it was, uh, it was really bad. But... Speaking of really bad, at some point with the Giants and Jets, you run out of words. And uh, as I said in the open, I'm not sure I have the uh, vocabulary, but when you're talking about the, the state of New York football, who's worse? At this point, it's who, who cares? It's like, it's amazing that things never get any better. And the NFL, the unofficial motto is any given Sunday. But somehow with the Jets and Giants, it's every damn Sunday. Every damn Sunday they stink. They stink on a rail. It's, it's, it's incredible that they can find a way to each week be worse. You heard the be better? No, they, they are worse. They are more embarrassing. They're more of a punchline. And yesterday lost by a combined 72 to 16. I mean, when can the season end? How quickly can the season end? And how quickly can the changes start? It's crazy to think that you're, you're into week three or next week, week four, already it's crystal clear that changes need to be made with both teams. And imagine, ever just for, just for fun, have a team hire Dave Gettleman as the GM and hire Adam Gase as the head coach. I mean, that's, I think that might be the only worse, the way you can get worse than the current Giants and Jets. At least the Giants had two games where they were competitive. Yesterday, they took that goodwill and flushed it down the toilet by getting destroyed by a team that was playing without basically everybody. Quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, cornerbacks, defensive linemen, linebackers, centers, and they thrashed you. Who could watch that? Who could watch that? I couldn't. I couldn't make it through the entire giant game. I needed a palate cleanser because I knew I knew what was coming up at four o'clock. The Giants and Jets should only exclusively be shown at the same time. And that time is Wednesday at 3 a.m. They are so bad. The Giants games are going to be flexed into the Comedy Central network. They are horrendous. The Jets are horrendous. At least the Giants gave you some false hope the first two weeks. The Jets give you no hope. And if they are not, to think that they are now, oh, we're going to monitor closely the situation with Adam Gase, you could call a person in Scandinavia 
and right now, just a random number, and they would know they got to fire the coach. And the sooner the better. All right, let's squeeze in a couple of calls. As I said, I tweeted out yesterday, the state of New York football right now makes apple picking with your spouse on a Sunday actually seem like it might be appealing. That, that's how bad it is. And, and I don't even think women want to do that. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN. Joe's in Franklin Square. Joe, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I just want to say I'm 21 years old. I've been cursed with this being a Jet fan. And, uh, don't you have parents, Joe? Joe, do you have parents? Why did they allow you to do this? I don't know, but I, I certainly don't want to give my kids. Uh, no, of course not. Why would you? Jeff and, but uh, yeah, I understand. Like this guy Gase, he like you could put me, you, whoever on the sideline, same exact thing. Like I don't know why they thought bringing in a, a rival head coach who was just fired, uh, bring him in and he's going to do better. He sucks. He's terrible. Get rid of him. Yeah, and it, it's just I don't, I don't understand. Now, Joe, when he got hired, my line, my line was, you know, I don't think he is the worst hiring uh, in the world. I didn't think it was good. It wasn't the way I would have gone. But it wasn't the worst hiring. I was wrong. It, he has been the worst. There's no way you could be any worse than he was. And you know what the real bad part of it was? That winning streak or the, 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 you know, playing well at the end of last year, that was the worst thing that could have happened. If they would have just kept playing like they did when they were 1-7, and seven, he would have been fired after year one and you would have had somebody else. Yeah, it's because we're the Jets, and, you know, they give us false hope. That's why yep. we're going to tank for the half of the season, and everyone's going to expect us to get Trevor Lawrence, and I guarantee you we win our last six games, so we can't. Yeah, I, I could definitely see. Joe, it's kind of hard. Thanks for the call. It's kind of hard to envision them winning any games right now with the way they've played, uh, but I can understand how you feel that way. It feels hopeless. Jerry's in Brooklyn. Jerry, go, my man. Gordon Dame of Football Therapy. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Uh, with me, it's anger, paying thousands of dollars for PSLs. Let me tell you something. I hope the entire Jet team takes a knee and prays to God that we can win a game. It's gotten so bad for me that when the Jets are on TV and I'm at home, I wear a paper bag over my head just in case anyone is peeking through my window. It is absolutely brutal. I've, I've, I've covered the Jets over three stadiums and been a season ticket holder for so long, and I can't remember them being as bad in these couple of games, disorganized, having an owner after one game say, Gaze is a genius, and I just can't take it anymore. I just can't take it anymore. I feel for you because I have no idea what you're going to talk about for the next. Nah, Jerry, we, we can always, Jerry, look, I, I promise you, that's the sign of a good talk show host. You can always find stuff to talk about. We will find stuff to talk about. But, uh, no, in terms of the Jets, it is hard to believe that somehow it can get any worse than this. But the Jets have proven time and time again they find a way. They find a way. We will find a way to be back tomorrow and find something to talk about. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.